Hello, and welcome to the brand new weekly podcast, Accessibility Beyond the Trend. I am your host, Daniel Gilbert, and this is a podcast all about accessibility in video games, and how accessibility relates to my experience as a disabled gamer. The goal of this show is to push the accessibility conversation forward, while also educating folks on a topic they may not think too much about. This is the first episode to appear on the But Why Though platform. I am excited and look forward to spreading accessibility discussions to an entirely new audience. Welcome to Accessibility Beyond the Trend. The topic this week is about a recent discussion that has occurred in the gaming community surrounding video game difficulty and also accessibility. Before I dig too far into this conversation, I want to clarify that accessibility does not equal difficulty. This has been a common refrain around Twitter and other parts of the internet, and it's just not a fair representation of the subject. Last week, I was interviewed by The Hollywood Reporter for the article titled, The Difficulty of Easy Modes in Games. I have this to say about the subject. Quote, We're not saying we want the game to be easy, which is subjective. We're asking for options and games to make game mechanics more accessible to people, not to make it easy to beat. We like challenging games, too. Sherry, an expert, accessibility expert, wrote an article for IGN last week and made a similar point. She had this to say. It's about barriers, not difficulty. So by focusing on difficulty modes, we might miss wider opportunities of being able to welcome more players because they may perceive any number of barriers to playing well or pain slash stress free as difficulty. This is an important point because I have been told on multiple occasions to just get good, but it's not that simple. I have a progressive muscle wasting disability. When I face a barrier in a game, it's not generally because of the difficulty of the game, it's because I can't physically perform an action in-game. I faced issues with button massing, mashing, pressing joysticks in. I also have timing issues, mostly mobility-based. Accessibility options can help assist in allowing me to get past these barriers. One of my favorite games, Celeste, included options to slow down game speed, and this allowed me to get through later challenges. It was still immensely challenging, but eventually I was able to beat the game because of these assists. The amazing thing about a feature like that for a platformer is it allows even non-disabled folks that have slow reaction times the chance to play. I now want to segue to a discussion on a recent published video by Inside Gaming from Zach Niblick. He tried to address the topic of game difficulty and accessibility and in my views it was very harmful to the disabled community. Before I discuss why, I want to acknowledge they did issue a statement somewhat apologizing for the video, but I, but I don't think they completely understood what was harmful about the video. So I kind of want to discuss that a bit today. And hopefully we can have a better conversation on how to spread gaming to more people and not alienate segments of the community. The video starts off with a discussion 
around how you can't be bad at listening to an album or listening to a podcast or reading a book to the point it prevents you from enjoying it. The video even goes as far as to say the only barrier to say reading a book is your own literacy. I think comparing different mediums in this way is, is um, harmful. But I also want to point out that literacy is not the only barrier to reading a book, as an example. Many folks across the spectrum of disabilities have much more complex barriers when it comes to reading, such that it requires accessibility to consume the medium, such as audiobooks or other assistive type solutions. The video used an example from Michael Lutz about what Souls-like games are like. It's like, quote, slowly and patiently running your hand against a brick wall, finding the loose mortar, and pushing, and then doing it again until you've pushed out all the loose bricks and the wall falls. I think that's a great description for folks that are able to play the game in its current state. But many folks can't even touch the brick wall because of barriers that exclude them from experiencing the game. Period. I also agree with the notion that art isn't made to appeal to everyone, which personally I'm not sure many people have suggested in the course of this discussion, that we are required to like everything. That's true, but art isn't intended to be appreciated equally by everyone, but it is intended to be accessed by as many people as possible. We can see that with publicly funded museums and public libraries, allowing access to as many people as possible is how art flourishes, in my opinion. To focus back on the Souls games, he says the community thrived in sharing tips and secrets for the betterment of everyone. Hell, it was baked into the game itself in the form of cheeky messages other people leave you. I think this point sort of counters his own position on the subject. Helping other people online and through in-game mechanics made the game more accessible to people. This illustrates that access does not hinder the experience of the game. It helps it flourish. It's important to praise the video for discussing accessibility towards the end, but it ends with some serious gatekeeping by suggesting disabled gamers should just go watch YouTube videos and Twitch streams if they can't physically play the game, which is 100% is supporting exclusion in my views. Video games are a unique medium. They're not like reading. They're not like observing a painting. They are games that you perform actions in. So, while I think Twitch is a fantastic platform, and a lot of people use Twitch to see content on games, see people they love or enjoy play video games, but it's never meant to be a replacement for playing the video game. It's more a extension of the video game. And I think to say that we can almost get the same experience by just going to Twitch as we can from physically playing the game and getting a rewarding experience, I, I think that's harmful to a lot of people. Because it's... Let me use an example in the real world. It's like a building. Um, 
not being accessible to people that use wheelchairs. And them saying, well, you know, you can just uh, go home and and go to Amazon and purchase something. You don't have to come into our store. And I, I think that sets a dangerous precedent in all aspects of accessibility. Be it in a video game, be it in the real world. Basically, being okay with excluding disabled people is something that we've ex- many folks in the disabled community have experienced for centuries. And I think that that's something that games journalists and video game journalists with massive platforms should avoid in future content because we are part of the gaming community, whether people want to realize that or not. And telling us to just go somewhere else is basically, in my view, is telling us that we don't belong in the same space as you. And I don't think that was necessarily the intent, but it does come off that way. And I, I would love to have a conversation with Inside Gaming. So, um, anyways, these are just my thoughts on the subject. Tune in next Friday for another episode of Accessibility Beyond the Trend.